This is Dr. Kara Shepard, and you're listening to Goat Talk with the Goat Doc. Thanks for listening to Goat Talk with the Goat Doc. This is episode 16, and I'm going to talk about pregnancy detection and some different methods for that today. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast. I hope you're enjoying it. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions for topics you'd like me to chat about about goats, please always feel free to email me at goatdoccara at gmail.com. It's G-O-A-T-D-O-C-C-A-R-A at gmail.com. The website is goatdoc.com. And uh, you can find me on Instagram at goat underscore doc. So just thinking about pregnancy detection today... Uh, it's kind of another timely topic for me to talk about, uh, like like the last episode of Meningeal Worm was. It's something that I tend to think about this time of year. Um, I'm going to talk about the different options and pros and cons of each. As always, this podcast is provided with the intent to educate and inform. It is not a substitute for professional medical advice or veterinary care provided by your primary vet. And I strongly encourage you to establish and maintain a current and valid VCPR, veterinarian client-patient relationship with your local vet. So just in general, pregnancy detection is maybe not as, like, thought about and, like, as high of a concern in the goat industry as it is, for example, the dairy cow industry, at least in the United States, because it's like goats just aren't as big an industry here as cows are. Um, There's a lot of, uh, you know, most of our dairy industry is cow-based dairy, and goat is really the minority. Uh, So a lot of the veterinary care is really, like, a lot more of our pregnancy detection tools and information are geared towards cows rather than to goats. Having said that, we certainly have some good tools for determining pregnancy status of goats. And uh, yeah, so that that is helpful. Goats can be really sneaky about being pregnant. Uh, I mean, cows can too, but um, goats certainly can be really sneaky about being pregnant. I've had some, some does fool me like as recently as last year. So they uh, they can hide it really well until, oh, look, there's some babies. 
So the first, I've got like five different methods I'm going to talk about here. And the first one is just kind of like the wait and see method. And that would I'm probably more like scientifically accurately be called like watch for return to estrus. And that would be your earliest sign of pregnancy. And that's going to be at about 21 days post-breeding. Your dough not coming back into heat is your first positive sign of pregnancy. That's, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much the same for cows, too. Um, so if you've got your does and they're cycling regularly gets bred on October 1st, on October 22nd, October 21st, thereabouts, you're looking for another heat cycle. If that doesn't happen, maybe she's bred. Uh, There's nothing much you can do earlier than that, really, um, besides make sure your doe is happy and not stressed out if you're trying to encourage a pregnancy. The 21 day window for me and my does I pay more attention to my does that are AI'd to be perfectly honest because bucks tend to get the job done when it is their duty to get the job done and I don't get a lot of does that are covered by live cover and don't take to be perfectly honest um so I'm almost always paying more attention to my does that are AI does and watching carefully around that 21-day mark because also, like, if they cycle again, I want to try to AI them again. And as I mentioned in, I think, the, the ARTs episode, um, like... I want to try to AI my does on their earlier cycles because those tend to be stronger heat cycles, more obvious, and also they need to be bred because they need to be pulling their weight on our farm, and if they don't take in a couple of AIs, I'm going to put them in with a buck. So, 21 days, wait and see. There's If there's not a return to estrus, then maybe she's bred. The next kind of milestone or time frame you can look at is the following week after that. So about 28 days post-breeding, you can start to look for a pregnancy with more like objective, uh, concrete uh, evidence of pregnancy. For me, my preferred method of pregnancy detection is ultrasound, like by far and away. There's a few reasons for that. Um, One is that I like instant gratification. I can put the ultrasound on the dough and look and see if there's a pregnancy or not. Pretty reliably, I can tell at 28 days or thereabouts. Um, Sometimes at that point, you can see the little, I guess, at that point, I don't know if it's still, probably still considered like an embryo. Um, It's pretty small. It's there floating around in its little fluid-filled uterus. And uh, sometimes you can start around that time period, you can start to maybe see if there's more than one or two. Um, 
I think it's by 35-ish days you can also see a heartbeat. Um, so that's always kind of nice. The That's another advantage, in my opinion, of ultrasound. You can really, like, look at these critters in there and see, like, look for movement, look for heartbeats, and see if it looks like a normal pregnancy. Um, sometimes early on, uh, you, you know may see what looks like a pregnancy that things can happen in early pregnancy early embryonic death and maybe the pregnancy doesn't go to term but if you're looking with ultrasound you can really kind of get more information if the fluid looks nice and clear you know if that baby's moving around or if you see a heartbeat certainly like probably my favorite time to look is like 40 45 days because you can count the babies you can see them moving around usually and there's still enough room in that abdomen where they're not all really crowded together and uh, you can like kind of bop around a little bit and they're really cute. So ultrasound is a good option. If you're looking at further along pregnancies with ultrasound, that's also fine. You can look for other um, evidence of normal pregnancies like uh, placentomes, which is where the placenta attaches to uh, the uterus. Um, and you can, when you see those, that's an evidence of a, a good pregnancy. If there's something abnormal going on in the pregnancy, you can often see that on ultrasound too. Like if the placentomes look kind of junky, if they don't, they look like kind of like little cups in there. And these like little U-shaped things, if they're in cross section or they're shaped like kind of like donuts. Um, if you've ever had a, looked at a goat placenta and you look at it and it looks like there's like pepperonis on it, that is where the connections are to the uterus. And if you've ever seen the inside of a uterus, um, there's also like little buttons on the inside of the uterus. So the <clears throat> the placentomes are the cotyledon and caruncle and that uh, the combination of those two things is where they connect and the cotyledon is the placenta side and the caruncle is the uterus side um, and that's the communication that's how the blood flow blood supply nutrition all of that gets from the mom to the baby basically so, um, yeah, you can see the, the placentomes on ultrasound that can provide useful information about how healthy the pregnancy is. Um, yeah, so ultrasound is good. Lots of good info there. So then second method of pregnancy detection um, is probably, I mean, probably like maybe one of the most popular it's certainly like easily accessible is to do people will talk about doing a blood test for pregnancy uh, and usually what they're referring to is what's called a bioprin which is b-i-o-p-r-y-n uh, that's like the trade name of the test and it's a blood test and it is performed at least i think on the um on their info it is at least 
28 days post breeding or post last exposure to the buck, I would probably encourage people to wait at least 30 days to 35 days for this test. Um, and the bioprint test is testing for what's called pregnancy specific hormone B. Uh, and that is a hormone, whoops, I'm driving and coming up to a stop sign. Um, that is a hormone that is produced by the active placenta uh, of the growing fetus. So when that is tested, when that level is tested, it's called pregnancy specific hormone because unlike something like progesterone which could be elevated uh, depending on when you check it uh, during different times of the estrus cycle or um, with something like a false pregnancy in theory pregnancy specific hormone should only be present in uh, like a viable pregnancy some things that like caveats of pregnancy specific hormone uh, testing are that like it's just telling you yes or no um, pregnant or not so it could be one baby it could be five Uh, it doesn't matter how much uh, placenta and fetus is like making that hormone it just is over a certain threshold is the detection limit and if it's positive for that detection limit then it is a a pregnant status Um, so if you were to test a doe like if you got your calendar wrong or wrote down the wrong date of breeding or the (laughs) what happened to me one time is I was looking for does to not be pregnant like some yearling does to sell them and we tested them all and they all came up open and great we're gonna sell them and then five months or roughly four and a half months later the buyer was like oh hey this one was pregnant because she just had a baby and that was because we had drawn the blood too early to be detected by the test so that pregnancy specific hormone is too low of an amount before that 30 day mark and will result can result in like a false negative so if that is a really early pregnancy then the doe will say not pregnant on her results but it's just that that hasn't reached a high enough level in the blood concentration to be detected yet Um, I think this test is something like 95% accurate or something like that Um, same kind of other caveats as with ultrasound of an early pregnancy that like this uh if it's early in pregnancy if it's that like 30 35 day mark that that fetus could still or embryo could still be like have early embryonic death and then just be resorbed by the the mom Um, you might see a little bit of like bloody discharge at that point like it's still a pretty small amount of tissue um yeah so that's bioprin blood testing for pregnancy 
Let me look at my notes here. Because I got a couple more. Um, uh, the, okay, so this one is kind of new to me. I've, I guess, I guess I've seen this kind of like discussed a little bit on like goat forums and things like that called a P test, like letter P test. Uh, and I thought this was kind of like a joke or like people talking about using human pregnancy tests that where you like pee on the stick and you get a plus or a minus and I I think somebody might have even called the clinic one day and asked about that and I was like I can't say that that is reliable especially since I've read that a lot of the components for those types of tests like the human pregnancy test where you pee on stick has um like the the things that are the markers for that whatever we're looking for in human urine uh is like derived by goats so like there's biotech goats out there that are being asked to make antibodies to different targets which are then used in human medicine often for testing like that so human pee on a stick test probably not going to be super useful in your goat but there's this thing called a P test, uh, which is letter P test. Like I said, uh, M Lab Genetics, I believe, is the is that what it was called? Uh, the uh, the manufacturer of it, and it is a urine test. So uh, that's if you are not comfortable drawing blood or for whatever reason urine is an easier specimen to collect I as a person who is very comfortable drawing blood I would probably argue that that would be the blood sample is going to be more reliably efficiently collected than urine from goats in general unless you're gonna like plan on it if you're going to collect urine from goats what I would try to do is catch them first thing in the morning when they're all laying down and then usually you get them to stand up and then within a couple minutes they're going to pee so that would be my strategy if I needed to collect a urine from a goat um but so if you you know if you're like I want to collect urine and not blood and I want to do this pee test this is a thing um and it is looking for the pregnancy hormone estrone sulfate. So basically it's this little vial and it's got something in it and you collect the urine of your animal. And I think this, like the same test can be used in multiple livestock species. So goats, cows, sheep, uh, horses, which is interesting. It's something that is apparently mostly conserved amongst our mammal species so you get your urine sample you measure out the volume of urine and add it to the little vial of the p-test and you wait the designated amount of time and then you're looking for a color change to indicate whether that pregnancy hormone is there now Excuse me. Um, uh, 
uh, a, co- a couple things interesting about this to me. Um, one is that uh, the the website says how how this is a cost-effective alternative to expensive palpation and ultrasound, and the accuracy is 92 percent. And then when you order the test, it looks like you know I'm looking at the website, and the one test is thirty dollars. I don't I don't know what other vets charge for pregnancy checks via ultrasound. I do not charge thirty dollars. Um, depending on how many animals you have, I might charge you an hourly rate. Like when I pregnancy check my herd, I line them all up and I run them through the parlor, and I'm looking real quick and I can pretty reliably tell you a pregnancy if they're if you've got a whole bunch of animals that are 35 days plus I can tell you pregnant or not my my 40 does was probably less than an hour so um and that was me taking my time and looking around too because I like to look I like to see the babies so I don't know about cost effective and I've worked as far as like the cow side of that, talking about palpation. Um, I've worked with cow vets who like stick their arm in there and they know in about four four seconds, like go out and palpate 200 cows in a morning and they are some fast, fast palpators. <laughs> um, but whatever. Accuracy is 92%. Um, you're going to do better than that with Bioprint or... Um, or ultrasound, most likely. And ultrasound accuracy is going to be a lot in the hands of the operator. Uh, it's not something that a vet has to do. If you want to make an investment in an ultrasound, there is no reason you can't. Um, I mean, they're on, like, eBay. And, I, I mean, I think that's where most goat people say they've gotten their ultrasounds. It's like a few thousand dollars, and you've got an ultrasound. So that is you know, an investment that some breeders want to make because they like to look. And if you've got a lot of goats and you're paying somebody else to ultrasound them, then it may be a good investment. Uh, yeah, so P-test is another thing that is out there, and it's kind of funny that it's called a P-test. Uh, last pregnancy detection method I have on my list is blotting. So this is something that is later on in pregnancy. Like, you're not going to be able to do this until the dough is quite far along. I don't start trying to do this until, like, at least three months in. It's like the second half of pregnancy, certainly, if not the last couple of months. Um, it's going to depend on a few things. So blotting is feeling the abdomen and feeling for the presence of the fetus. So the fetus has to be big enough in order to feel it. And depending on the size of your animal, if you're feeling like Nigerian dwarf goats, it's going to be probably a little easier. I honestly haven't done this to a lot of Nigerian dwarf goats, mostly full-size dairy goats, mostly my own Nubians. Um, and like Nubians, like I got some big, deep, big bodied Nubians. So when the fetus is small, it's going to be harder to feel in there. Um, this is also a useful skill for when you're kidding out does and you're not sure if they have another baby in there. Uh, 
so how I do it is I should make a video. I think there's a there is a there might be a video out there, but I should make a video of how I do this. What I do is I stand behind the dough, like facing the same direction as she is, and I bend over and put my hands under her abdomen and lift up, and then kind of drop my hands back down and let her abdomen drop back down. So what that does is if I'm lifting up, if there's a fetus in there, I'm lifting up the fetus too. And then if I fall quickly, the fetus is going to have a little delay and you can feel it fall down and hit your hands. Um, I tend to feel also for the fetus, like if they're laying down and they'll tolerate me messing around with them a little bit, if they're laying down more leaning to their left side so the rumen is more down and not blocking where I'm trying to feel, you feel kind of the caudal ventral abdomen, so that means like the back and down, like the underneath and more towards the hind end of the abdomen. And if you've got a doe that will just let you put your hand on her belly and maybe press gently in late pregnancy, and you can pretty fairly reliably feel the babies. And then sometimes they move around, and that's really cool. So that's a, like a pregnancy detection and also like a good, you know, if you wiggle them around and you make them mad and they're wiggling, like that's a that's a good thing, you know. It's a it's an active baby that's responsive to stimulus. Um, you know, it's alive, uh, and it's it can be a I don't know. It's kind of cool to to feel them moving around in there. Yeah. So I think that's that kind of covers that topic. Uh, pregnancy detection, return, looking for failure to return to estrus. So not coming back into heat ultrasound, blood test, which is bioprin, P-test, which is estrone sulfate, urine test, and blotting the abdomen. So those are all, like, ways you can tell if your goat is pregnant. Like I said, they can be sneaky, and they can fool you. Um, I think that wraps it up for this little talk about this topic. If you have any questions or comments, um, please feel free to email me goat.cara at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at goat underscore doc or contact me through the website goatdoc.com. You can hit the comment or contact tab there and that will send me an email. Thanks very much for listening and I will talk to you next time.